Welcome to the X's and Tea podcast, where we talk about X's and Tea with your hosts, Corey and Danny. Welcome back to the X's and Tea podcast. Here we are, day after Independence Day. Back to reality, back, back to, to work. Reality. We're here late night coming late, at you. Late nights, and we've had a lot of struggles with our pool today. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, our, it's draining for what? The second time or third time? This is our time? second time draining the damn pool. It's, it we sucks. can't get it even. We're not pool people. Yeah, we've discovered this. It's one of those, you know, the above ground pools. It's not a big pool. It's not freaking rocket science. It is to us. And for some <laughs> reason, we can't get this pool right. So if you know how to make one of these pools work, please let us know because I, I don't mean, know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have it figured out by tomorrow. Third time's a charm, right? Third time's a charm. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you updated with our pool situation. <laughs> it's been a hot mess over here. <laughs> so today we're super excited to continue our whole saga um, with our whole story with Kyle. Just finished. If you haven't listened before, you've got to go check out our first, what, three episodes mm -hmm. to hear Corey's story. It's incredible. You have to hear all of it. It's one of those things where if you don't watch it in sequence, it's not going to make sense later. Yeah, so. you got to get the full effect. You got to listen to everything. Exactly. So today's we're actually going to pick up uh, where I come into the story. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because we mentioned in our second episode. I think our second episode where we talked about how you and Kyle were together and that really brief moment about kind of where he and I started talking. Mm -hmm. So that's actually kind of where this begins. Yeah. Well, let's backtrack quite a bit. <laughs> Kyle and I went to an alternative school. We'll call it an alternative school. It's out in the area that he is in. It's about a six month program mm -hmm. where you are away from your family and it's like a boarding school almost. Yeah. My brother went there, too. Yeah, my brother did, too. <laughs> and a couple of uh, friends of ours, actually, had also gone there. So I went to this program because I was one of those troubled high school kids. I was not going to school every day. Um, my brother went there and found success. One of his friends went there and had success. And so my mom, she was like, naturally, you should probably go to this program, too. <laughs> naturally, you're going to be a failure. You need to go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So... I did not make all the right decisions in high school and does, I went to does anybody no but like <laughs> I made extra bad decisions Same. so when I when I was in high school I, I didn't go like I just I skipped school all the time it was very difficult and I think a lot of it stemmed from me choosing the wrong programs in high school to be a part mm -hmm. of um, I was friends with this friendship group and they were all big into art I am not an art person you know me so well now I hate art yeah same I decided that I was gonna go to an art academy oh dear that was not a good place for me so I just skipped school a lot I and went to if I <laughs> went to an art academy yeah yeah, it was not a good place for me to be. So I went to this program. It was probably, it was the summer after my sophomore year. So it basically took over the majority of what would be my junior year of high mm -hmm. school. And it was kind of crazy. I'm really excited. We should have an episode where I talk about that experience. Yeah. <laughs> that was so much. But ultimately, I went to this program. It's 22 weeks and I graduated. I finished. That's kind of where I finished high school. Mm -hmm. I tried to go back to high school after after that it didn't really work out well right and then <laughs> after military school <laughs> I actually went 
and got married to somebody who was actually in the program with me. It was awful. Plot, plot twist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a whole different episode, we'll talk about, you know, kind of my upbringing and, and where I come from and why this decision was made. But ultimately, I did get married at the age of 18 to some dude who was in the military. Um, we actually got married on his graduation day oh, wow. from basic training. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh gosh, I'm so embarrassed saying this out loud, but it is a part of the story and it is relevant. Right. So me and yeah, this. because it does come, come into play later. It does. So me and this guy are, are together. Obviously, we're 18 years old and dumb and not right for each other at all. So things are not going well. We have a child, um, my oldest child at the time. So we're literally at the point where we're going to get divorced. Mm-hmm. We're honestly only two, not even two full years to the point of us getting married. Oh, wow. A year and a half is what we lasted. Mm-hmm. And so we're at this point where we're going to split up. I had moved away from my family. I had lived in Sierra Vista, Arizona when he was in AIT. And then we lived in Governor, New York, which was about 45 minutes from military post mm. in uh, Watertown, which okay. is Fort Drum. Now, anybody in the military that I have talked to that I have met and they've, you know, we've ended up talking about my life as a military wife and I tell them I was at Fort Drum, their reactions <laughs> are almost always the same. And it's like, how did you survive? Yikes. Because Governor, New York is literally like a teeny tiny little town. So what's funny is I went from the border of Mexico <laughs> to the border of Canada. Oh, yeah. Right. So it was a total One extreme to the other. Yes. And it snowed so fucking much, dude. Oh, God. From no. October. And it didn't stop until fucking May. Jeez. I, I literally learned to hate the snow after that. Yeah. Because I grew up in Portland. We'd have we'd either go to the snow or the snow would come to us every so often. We get snowstorms maybe once every few years. I hated the snow. Yeah, that's <laughs> you, a big reason why we moved to Arizona. Yes, huge reason because I would get what I felt was like cabin fever almost. Mm-hmm. You're inside all the time. I didn't have any friends out there and it was just a mess. So we're about a year and a half into this marriage and our child is at this point about six months old roughly mm. um, and that's when I did decide to leave. I I had this notion that my uh, ex-husband was he was unfaithful to me mm. and so I had decided like that's it I'm done I don't want to do this anymore and it was kind of my out I was looking for an out anyways right so I you had my and you took it yes so maybe about a month before I was <coughs> scheduled to go home I had been on Facebook reconnecting with people from military school because um, it really hadn't been that long since graduation and I was still friends with some of them and Kyle was actually one of those people that I was friends with on Facebook mm. so you and I were actually going through recently my old messages with Kyle from the very first time I started talking to him and what's so funny is when I started talking to him was a Facebook post that he had made about and I didn't it didn't register with me that that's what had happened but it was his post about coming back from a mental hospital oh right yeah do you remember that I remember we literally just talked about it and yeah Oh, yes. God. Yeah. We were both kind of shocked. We're like, wait, is that really what started this? Yeah. Because I, I think I had commented on it and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry you're going through this, you know, because when you see somebody struggling, you know, you want to try to be there for them. Right. And so I, I tried to be. And I just I remember it being such an odd conversation. And he basically talked his way out of it. He's like, no, it was a huge misunderstanding. Like they, they had to send me there. It was part of their procedures. And so. <laughs> It was was always an excuse for everything. Every time. And so I had just kept talking to him kind of on and off. And he and my ex-husband knew each other from military school Mm because we all went at the same time. Right. But they were not friends. So we would talk. I think we started talking before you and him got together. Mm -hmm. And then it was very sporadic. And then 
I want to say probably around March is when it became very consistent. And at that point, we would talk on Facebook Messenger and we would only talk on kick mm. so i it was so funny because i remember you bringing up kick and i totally forgot about kick yeah and he would only talk to me on this and he attributed he told me it was because his phone wasn't working and it was only working on wi-fi or something like that yeah. just some ridiculous excuse and eventually he would give me his phone number and we would have phone conversations and the thing about kyle and i think the thing that drew me in is that we were just alike like scary Mm -hmm. similar right like I have this fascination I love true crime right and I have a very fat like like most people who like true crime you kind of find your favorite serial killer you're like oh my gosh I can't believe this twisted person would do all this (laughs) stuff and you research them you listen to all the podcasts whatever and my favorite one is the Zodiac Killer Mm. that one is my opinion is a classic right (laughs) not by any means a good thing but just the one that kind of intrigued me the most yeah and I remember him saying oh my favorite's the Zodiac and I was like no way way mine too and it's because I had told him that prior in a different conversation so what did he do gotta make himself like you yes exactly that's what this narcissistic sociopathic fuck did he convinced me that we were like basically the same person and <laughs> wow me going through this like divorce pretty right, much and, right. and like my separation You're at a vulnerable state exactly and so one of the things that he did not tell me at first was that he had a girlfriend me yeah oh. <laughs> so I found this out by it like because I was not super active on Facebook but like I like I don't even think it was I think it it was that I found out on Facebook because he had in a relationship with and then it had your name there right yeah because I mean it was all over Facebook right right and after our conversation or after our last episode a couple previous episodes we learned that you guys had only been together for two months right Uh, he talked to me as if you guys had been together for a long time and he was just sick of it that was like nope (laughs) yeah isn't that psychotic yeah. So he basically like painted you out as this person that he was so sick of that you would try to unalive yourself if he was going to break up with you and basically like planning to meet up with me when I got into when I got to Oregon. Right. And he would like three way call you and him and me and I would be sitting there silent and he'd be like, oh, I need to take this call. And he'd just patch me in and then you guys would start arguing and it's because he would pick a fight with you. And back then I didn't see it that way. But right. I 100% know now that that's exactly what was going on. Right. He had to paint you out to be bad in order for him to be able to continue communicating with me right and he had even told me about other girls that he had been talking to as well in addition to you which what a scumbag I don't even know why I I don't know I don't know why I was okay with that right and it's not one of my proudest moments you guys I promise like I am so sorry (laughs) she's literally apologized to me so many times (laughs) literally like randomly out of the blue like dude I'm so sorry that this ever happened but it was not it's not one of my finest moments and actually what put a stop to it was because I was getting ready to I was like days from coming home my plane tickets were bought everything was packed I'm coming home I'm staying there I'm supposed to meet up with Kyle and my ex-husband commented on your Facebook status and said why is your boyfriend talking no, he to my me. wife no he caught so he commented on your status first and then uh, like he messaged you about it mm. because I have these messages with Kyle and he's like why did he comment on her status publicly Mm. like that Mm. and then ultimately you guys had this conversation 
about me and Kyle talking. And Kyle was like, hey, you need to play dumb. Like, tell her, like, I'm at her house. I'm here. Her family's, like, yelling at me. Like, you need to tell her it's not true. And then he would be like, I'm sorry that you misunderstood what our friendship was. All of these different things. And it was very manipulative. Mm -hmm. And it was so hurtful. And I just remember feeling like shit. Right. Because I know that that's fucked up what I did. And it was very very hard for me to feel like wow I really did get used and manipulated and Mm -hmm. like I hurt this other person and I didn't want to hurt you so I lied to you right in our messages I never once said that it was true I just let it go and then Kyle and I just stopped talking and through pretty much the entirety of 2013 we had no other conversations so I continued living my life I ended up splitting totally with my ex-husband I moved back home and it sucked because I lived back with my mom and and not very many people know this but my mom is a narcissist my mom has her own mental health uh, disorder she was a very abusive parent Mm -hmm. Um, she was very verbally abusive very manipulative and just not what a mom should have been right. and it's it was really hard for me because I was poisoned against my father I was told all of these lies I never felt like I could trust him and it wasn't I mean honestly today my dad's my hero right. like I am so close with my dad today because I've learned that all those things that she said were not true right and sometimes it's still hard to be vulnerable and to say those things out loud because I do still have family members who don't want to believe it mm-hmm. or they kind of enable it and it sucks right but 2013 was really trying to get on my feet to be able to move out. Mm-hmm. So I got a job through a friend of mine doing caregiving. It was not by any means a glamorous job, but it was my first full-time 40-hour week job. Right. Your first big girl job. My first big girl job, <laughs> yep, was was wiping ass and it sucked. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It sucked. But, you know, I I feel like I did develop like a bond and a connection with the clients. Mm -hmm. You know, you do. You can't help your like these are intimate moments with these people. Right. You're all up in their business. You're all up in their business. Like literally. And you you do. You end up caring so much for these people. And one of them actually ended up being somebody that I knew her brother was in the care home. Mm -hmm. So I, I really did enjoy the job while I was there. But in 2014, so April or March End of March, early April of 2014 is when I was on Facebook and somebody had already told me that Kyle's girlfriend was pregnant. I was like, no way. And he popped up on my people you may know. And so I messaged him just, I swear, <laughs> innocently saying, hey, congratulations. I heard you're going to be a dad. Right. And he would go. Like, on. honestly, most people would do that. Like, if they know somebody, they would reach out and be like, hey, like, congratulations. Like, that, that is not like an odd thing that you did. Like, right. that. <laughs> right. That's right. just like you genuinely being like a friendly congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. And if we can find some of these messages and, and obviously edit them, yeah. you'll be oh, able yeah. to see some of these conversations because they're wild. That's exactly what I did. And through within the first few messages, I think we, we looked at them. Mm-hmm. He was like, um, but I, apparently I'm not going to know this child and he's not going to have my last name because right. I'm a terrible person. Well, you are. So, yeah. yeah no, absolutely. <laughs> but me back then, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that he was this terrible, horrible, awful person. Right. And at first, like when I first got pregnant before, like everything happened at my house. And if you've heard my story, then you kind of know what I'm talking about. But um, he was going to have have his last name yeah like yeah. my son like we named him basically specifically what Kyle wanted to name yeah him. and then after that happened I was like no yeah 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, so I, I changed that real quick. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely don't blame you. Yeah. But at the time, I was being fed this like she's crazy. She's not. She's keeping my kid from oh, me. Of course. Like yeah. I will never see this child, and it makes me so sad. Like right. painting himself out to be this victim that very obviously he was not. Right. So this is my first interaction with him, and he immediately <clears throat> like calls me. He's like, "Hey, can I call you? I still have your number." So he called me, and we have like a two or three hour phone conversation as if we were best friends. Never like as Skip if to be. Exactly. And one of the things that he told me on this very first phone call was of his life struggles. And one of his life struggles was that he was being investigated for this crime that he swore up and down. He didn't do. He did not commit. (laughs) And he was very forthcoming with the information. He was like, yep, well, what I perceived at the time is forthcoming with this information, right? right? He didn't try to hide it. He wasn't like, uh, he didn't try to skate by. He literally told me our first phone conversation that he was being investigated for shooting up a house. It's such a random (laughs) first conversation to have with somebody, though. Like, I think he did it to cover his ass. Probably. Because as you'll learn through my story, that he did that a lot. He would preemptively say something to cover his own ass for later makes sense and so i i took it as oh wow he must be telling the truth because he's he told so me. honest yeah he was so honest he told right. me he told yeah. me first thing and maybe i can trust him you know if, if the justice system is does its job they'll see that he's innocent right that was genuinely my thinking and that's fucking stupid of me trust me i know <laughs> but i was okay with it right. i was like okay sure you know i didn't yeah, think i mean that you we were, didn't know no yeah i didn't know that he one did it and two i didn't think we were going to pursue a relationship right and then it very quickly turned into a relationship right. i mean i had mondays and Fridays off which by the way if those are your days off I have so much empathy for you (laughs) because those days fucking suck (laughs) to have as your days off I worked like 11 to 7 and so I would get off at 7 o'clock at night on like a Friday Mm -hmm. right and then I would have to work Saturday and Sunday so I'd go over so I drive three hours to where he lived from where I lived just to hang out with him and I would drive to work the next day I would leave early enough just to get to work Mm -hmm. Um, and then on like Sundays I worked early shift so I could leave earlier but then I still had to go and then I could be there on Monday and then I would go to work on Tuesday and I did that for a couple of months Every day off that I had, I was up there. And I mean, at first it seemed fine. You know, just like your story, right? You had this honeymoon phase where Mm -hmm. everything was was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We were going on adventures. We were, I was a single mom at the time and my mom did not really want to babysit. She was never that grandparent who Mm -hmm. wanted to. Right. Um, She did do it though. Sometimes she was very nice sometimes and was like, hey, I would gladly babysit. But, you know, I felt like because I'm a single mom, I have to take my kid with me and so I regret a lot of that I do but I didn't have any other choice if I was going to go somewhere he was coming with me and so we all just had this bond really quickly so we're hanging out we're doing this for a couple of months like I'd already wanted to move to the area that he was living Mm -hmm. um that was a huge goal of mine anyways because I fell in love with it because that's where the program was right and I had actually lived out there with my oldest brother for a while and so my job actually I was working on getting a transfer over there Mm. And I was looking for apartments over there. And in June, 
I was approved for an apartment over there. By myself, mind you. Solely me. I was approved. Make this very clear. Yeah. <laughs> so I was supposed to move out there with my child by myself. I had this really cute, like, two-bedroom apartment. It was what a first apartment in ideal world would look like. Right. So we go up, and I'm I'm there. I signed papers. And then I have dinner at Kyle's parents' house. And I remember this conversation very distinctly. This is a vivid memory. Uh, Stacy and Frank sit his sister Christina and myself and Kyle and my son all at the table we're eating we had Sibeli's Sibeli's pizza which Uh, shout out I miss Sibeli's pizza I don't love pizza but like I love Sibeli's is so good so good but we had Sibeli's pizza and they break the news that they are moving out of state I know Christina is bawling her effing eyes out she She was a fucking disaster the dramatics with her I swear to god yep she's always and so she much. was so I at this time I was in my 20s I was 20 and she had to have been going on 22 at this time mm-hmm. and Kyle was also 20 so we were all adults at this point right and you're not children no so it's like I understand the willing the wanting for the parents to want to leave and you know their kids are old that being said Kyle, because of this investigation that was going on, was not allowed to leave the state of Oregon. They were moving to Montana. I don't know what conversation was had before this, Mm -hmm. but apparently Kyle was going to be living with me. And he put it this way. He's like, well, I'll live on the street. It's fine. I'll live in my Jeep. It's okay. Me and my dog will be in the Jeep. We'll be okay. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, obviously, I'm not going to let that happen. Poor Chevy. Yep. Yep. Chevy was his dog's name. And that dog would be Corey's first. And then it would later on be my dog. And we're very devastated that neither of us have it him anymore Mm-mm. r.i.p chevy yeah he did die and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later but anyways so uh on june 21st which is the first day of summer my favorite day of the year i moved into my apartment and kyle was there with me and i mean at first everything was fine right except <clears throat> the first really big red flag that came up was when your son was born mm-hmm. so through this time i he he really never talked about you and if he did it was very derogatory of and course. it was very like oh i tried to call her but she didn't respond she's such she, a bitch or yes yeah. yeah so he would just not say anything at all so mm-hmm. through this time you're pregnant right. <laughs> as we learned before yeah so we are living fine well we have this camping trip coming up <laughs> um because your son wasn't due for another couple of weeks right and then also we find out you know the day before our camping trip because we're supposed to go to uh we're supposed to go to horse fall do you know where that is it's like coos mm-hmm. bay it's the dunes we were gonna take my atv out there and we were gonna go riding for the fourth mm-hmm. of july which honest to god sounds was, like a blast it was so fun yeah like if you take kyle out of the picture right it was the funnest trip i've ever had i swear but we'll get into why that trip sucks so kyle kyle's mom stacy mm-hmm. like texted him and was like hey she's going into labor and then the next day after she had found out that your son was born she called him and was like hey uh, we need to go to the hospital and then he decided that I was going to drive him to the hospital. Right. Because we had one car working at the time. Yeah. So he would ultimately, I'd be in the parking lot, which I found out you later told him not to have me there. 
which is again understandable and i we were only there for maybe 20 minutes yeah not long not long at all and he pitched to me the story that you told him to leave he was not allowed to be there anymore i was barely awake yeah yeah (laughs) like literally you can ask my friend Lacey that was there i literally was in and out like i pretty much slept like the whole time yeah i basically saw him walk in sit down and like look at my son and then that was about it and then the next time i look at him he's walking out yeah well i was like okay bye okay bye (laughs) yeah so he would he would come out to the car and that was a very difficult time um i did forget something that i kind of want to reverse back to so sorry it's okay (laughs) there's things that i remember as far as red flags go and i totally forgot and i haven't written down here in my notes Uh (laughs) but i've skipped it it's okay so before this for his birthday um i forgot his birthday but i know it's early june but we went to this country concert beforehand we saw justin moore shout out justin moore is a freaking amazing concert but we went we were supposed to go fishing the next day Mm. for his birthday trip it was not on his actual birthday but this day he was very different from what i had seen i mean he was to me acted like a very happy-go-lucky kind of guy right super charismatic but this day he was very dark and just like a cloud was was over him Hmm. so we went fishing my dad loaned us his uh fishing equipment he gave us fishing poles he was like have fun right Kyle dang near broke my dad's pole he didn't thank goodness but he threw the biggest temper tantrum imagine to my fellow Star Wars fans Kylo Ren throwing a temper tantrum it's the same thing he was so angry about not being able to cast out well or or catch a fish or anything it's like (gasps) him be bad at something Oh, no. no. Oh, yeah. And he acted like it was the fucking end of the world. Oh, my God. So we're there and we're at my favorite lake. My favorite lake. It's Timothy Lake in Oregon. If mm-hmm. anybody's been there, y'all know it is gorgeous out there. I grew up going there with my dad. And fishing to me, I'm not good at it. Okay, I am not a fisherman. I'm not the person who's holding fish in every picture. I don't go out every weekend. I am not an expert. But I still enjoy it. It's fun to me to go and sit and quiet and listen to the noises around you and just be in the moment. He was not about it. So we were there and there were these. He probably wasn't about it because you enjoyed it. I think that's it. And I think it might have been because I was a smidge better than him. And no one's allowed to be better than him how dare you exactly so we're there and I remember I took my notebook with me everywhere Mm -hmm. I had this notebook I loved writing at the time and um, I remember writing down and and it's so funny that I say this because it was like a foreboding almost and I was like well if this is as bad as it gets then that's okay because he was angry he was kind of pouting in a corner by himself just being weird and I thought that was his way of, of just getting his frustration out and he didn't want to take it out on me right was totally wrong obviously but in the moment I thought that that was it right and then so I would stay the night at his house that night and then on his actual birthday I did have to leave and go to work Mm -hmm. and he was so upset and like angry with me and I had so much stomach pain at this point right I had a lot of stomach pain so he was obviously upset that I had to leave I couldn't hang out with him on his birthday right it was odd so I went home I went to work and then actually the weekend that I would move because it wasn't too long after the stomach pain like continued I ended up having a really bad like kidney infection uh, that he ended up having to drive me to the hospital too Um, and then that night after I or like the next day after I'd gotten out um, we had gotten into an argument with my ex-husband and it was like within a few days. I, I don't know exactly the time frame, mm-hmm. but yeah. my ex-husband was, was supposed to sign over our vehicle to me and mm. he didn't. So 
my psycho ass drove to where he was living and I was like you promised me this don't fuck with me right and then ultimately I would end up tripping up the stairs because Kyle wanted to go because uh, my ex-husband was talking a bunch of shit especially about Kyle Mm -hmm. and Kyle like ran up the stairs and I tripped and I ended up in the hospital that night oh no yeah it was just a end up just being bruised like not sprained or anything my foot but uh that that was Jeez. that was a lot. So that all happened, and then I moved to the area, mm-hmm. and then everything was fine. And then your son was born. Right. So our camping trip was directly after your son was born, and so like we, literally, like literally that, that same day, day. Yeah. Yeah. We would drive down to the valley three hours. We would hook up the trailer, and we would leave. So we went on our camping trip, and the first day of the camping trip, which was on the Fourth of July, was totally fun. We were there. We made friends with like our neighbors and everything. Our neighbors invited us over for food because we were broke and only had turkey sandwiches. Oh yeah. Which is so funny because turkey sandwiches would end up being like a lot of our diet because Mm -hmm. we would be so broke right but it was packing up and leaving that was the problem he again kylo ren style total temper tantrum and this was the first time i had seen him get i don't want to say physically violent but Mm -hmm. more verbally violent Mm -hmm. where he was cursing things out he was getting upset with me and he was like this is not working you don't know what you're doing i'll do it just like the fuck yeah just going off and i'm like what the hell who the fuck pissed in your cheerios exactly so it would be fine we would finally end up loading up we would drive back the long drive back home we would hang out with my with my family my dad was there my sister was in town my older sister uh, her husband their kids were in town we would then go home Mm -hmm. so we were driving home when we got to his parents house and we were there because christina was there Mm. and that night i don't remember how everything transpired but basically my son was with us and I put my son down for bed and at some point Kyle's mood just went from bad to worse. I remember yelling at Christina because her parents were out of town looking at places in Montana that mm. they wanted to, to live. Right. And they left her with their 38. God. She left the damn thing on the table. That's my safe two year- with a fucking child around. Exactly. My two year old is there and he like went over to reach f- kind of for it on right. the table. I immediately grabbed it. I put it high up and I yelled at Christina. I was like you need to fucking keep this out like you need to lock this shit up right and she was like you don't know you're not a gun owner da, 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 just like going off on me i'm like whatever bitch like, no you shouldn't be seriously a gun owner, fucking psycho well then kyle grabs the gun and then decides he's gonna try to kill himself of course and this well this is after my son had gone to bed i don't know what ended up happening but he just went off the deep end and christina's flipping out and she's like oh my god she's she not always do- makes everything worse she makes it so dramatic but she did nothing so what do i do i run out to the balcony i literally had to pry his hands off of this pistol and put it back up where or actually I handed it to her where she did later go and put it in their safe in their parents safe or at least she claimed that they did right and then I was like Christina my son's in there keep an eye on him I'm fucking taking a walk because I am not okay right I just watched my significant other try to unalive himself yeah with a fucking revolver who has up till then been like normal and not this way yep. and then now all of a sudden he's just trying to kill himself and you're like what the fuck yeah yeah it was it was crazy so she had kyle calm down in their living room and i took a walk up their street by their neighbor's houses Mm -hmm. and i am just 
I am a mess and I breathe and I know it, I, I at this time I justify in my head I was like we just need to stay here overnight like Ooh. I don't want to leave my son I don't know what's going to happen I don't want to be alone with him right at least Christina's here she's right. not by any means I help but at the time right. I did not want to be alone with him right so I end up understand yeah so I ended up we ended up staying there and he would tell me the next day I don't remember any of this but he would tell me that I would wake up every few minutes for a while hyperventilating I don't remember it but I would wake up hyperventilating oh my gosh. several times and that moment and getting over that was very challenging yeah I bet so that was really the biggest thing that would happen and his temperament just continued to be up and down Mm -hmm. very very up and down and I remember that he and you would communicate very so often so he could go see your son Mm -hmm. and obviously there's times that he saw your son that I didn't even know about right but I would actually end up getting a job after this Mm -hmm. so I oh actually two jobs so I would (laughs) mind you she's the only one working yep because Kyle apparently he just doesn't do that yep I was the only one working but he would watch my son and um, I would go to work because I had already had my job transferred that job I would work on weekends and then this other retail job I would work during the week I'm telling you what we need to have an entire episode about me working there for real because that was a shit show yeah that place was such a like the worst place I've ever worked. Just the most toxic manager I've mm-hmm. ever had. And I've it, heard some stories. And man, it's wild. Yeah, it's it was so hard. So I would have two jobs. Kyle just watched the baby and everything was fine, I guess. Right. So, or so you thought. So I thought. And then after a while, he did start looking for a job because he had been working for his dad who owned his own business for a brief period of time. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they stopped their business yeah. for whatever reason. Kyle was then looking for a job and he would get a job eventually at mm. this place uh, that had a few different locations. It was like a feed store type place. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would watch my son. Um, and then when he got his job, we found daycare. So side note, oh, this God. daycare that... My son was only in there, well, because Kyle was only working for a short period of time. Kyle was only working for maybe a month and a half. Mm -hmm. He Actually, he it was a month, a month exactly that he worked there. And um, we put my son in this daycare with this lady. And um, this lady, fast forward in like 2017, would be like arrested for leaving children home during the time that my son had been there and like home alone, like home alone, giving the kids melatonin, making them sleep. So she would go to the gym and tanning. Wow. Yep. Yep. That was who we uh, entrusted because I mean, at the time I was 20, what? I was 21. I was newly 21. Right. I had never had, well, I'd had daycare before, but I was the only one working. My income was not incredibly high. I did not qualify for assistance because I made too much. And it was like I had to pawn my child off to the lowest bidder that I could afford. Right. And unfortunately, um, childcare is expensive. Yeah. So my son would go there for a while and it was just such an off place. It was so off and I feel so guilty for ever sending him there. But Kyle did not last this job for very long because he actually tried to unalive himself at work one day. He likes to yeah. do this apparently. He does. He, it was because his trial was coming up. So anytime this trial 
anything regarding this trial was coming up, he would get severely depressed. His mood would change and he would become very abusive. And the very first incident that had happened was actually in September, just before he got this job. And it scared the hell out of me. And the way that it transpired is because I interrupted him during an argument. He told me, do not interrupt him. And I said, fuck you. And that's how, that's how the first incident took place. It shocked me. It scared me and kind of almost immediately he played the whole I'm so sorry that's not me it'll never it'll happen, happen again. again yep yep exactly so that would happen and and it was chaos I was working for this company who was treating me like shit mm-hmm. I was working two jobs the other job was kind of demanding I worked with uh, I was still in caregiving as mm. well my son was in this sketchy ass daycare right and Kyle would be the one who would play the victim and he tried to tie a noose at work like his employer called the police and then they called me and he was like hey i don't know if he's going to be coming home tonight they're going to do an evaluation for him but he just tried to unalive himself at work wow yep so he ended up getting to come home they determined he was fine and he he was not fine he was not fine (laughs) and he basically said that it's i'm so sorry it's the trial that's coming up it's stressing me out i just don't want to deal with it because he's guilty yep oh yeah then after that um his trial ended up getting pushed back but then following that another big event was that one of his grandparents passed away Mm. so when his grandparent passed away his parents would come back from montana Mm -hmm. they had already moved there at that point right yes yes they had already moved there Uh, christina moved with some guy in nevada (laughs) oh man if you're listening hit us up we'd like to get some info seriously (laughs) oh my gosh i would love to talk to you because oh my gosh that must have been a hell of a story literally but yeah so they came back from montana and would take care of his remaining grandparent i think his grandpa went first um and then his grandma would then follow suit unfortunately it's very sad but both of those events were very traumatic for him and he absolutely took it out on me so it was it was very difficult i think one of the most traumatic things that had happened was in December, just before Christmas, was um, one another time that he tried to unalive himself. Um, we had gotten into an argument in the Walmart parking lot. So we were at Walmart in the parking lot, and we were just arguing. I don't even know what we're arguing about at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd finally gotten everything calmed down. We went back home, and Chevy, his doggo Mm -hmm. had gotten into the garbage because he left the garbage door where we kept the garbage he left it open Mm. and he that sent him over the deep end oh my god and he so trigger warning trigger warning trigger warning this does involve violence towards animals violence towards people but he did try to kill his dog what a piece of shit yep so i was not gonna let that happen right i got between him and chevy and I was like, you are not touching this dog. Yeah. Chevy was literally the best boy ever. He was. He was such an incredible dog. Really. I should have taken him. Yeah, that's right. And, and you should have taken him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we've had that conversation many yeah. times. It was just one of those things where like it was like me or the dog sort of thing. And I chose myself because I yeah. knew Kyle would not let me have him. Right, right. Like it would have been a fight. Yeah, very dangerous potentially. Yeah, right? that's why I was like, it's me or the dog. Yeah, yeah. And you come first at that point, yeah. especially because you were pregnant at the yeah. time too. Yeah. But ultimately, this fight would be very, very physical, very bad. Um, I would end up with a lot of bruises, big old goose egg on my forehead. And um, the my neighbors would call the police. 
my gosh. Yeah, because I caught him outside with a knife slashing up my passenger seat. <gasps> yep. Are you kidding me? I'm dead serious. Yep. My whole, my, the whole like front side of my passenger seat was just slashed up. It was so scary to see. And he broke off my blinker. So he did end up replacing the blinker and had his dad put it in. But uh, what a piece of shit. Yep. Yeah. So that night, I just I had bruises everywhere it was so traumatizing and then through this obviously my son woke up so now I'm like between he's trying to unalive himself off the balcony my son's crying I'm trying to take I'm like I'm trying to put my son back to bed I'm physically injured and at this point thank god my neighbors called the police and the police are pounding on my door so ultimately they're like you need to get your son out of here and they're like trying to calm me down telling me like hey this isn't your fault you're not in trouble he is right and I'm my my neighbors took us in and I could hear them getting him and he resisted arrest and they tased him and should have shot him I mean I neither confirm nor deny whether (laughs) I agree or not but for legal reasons that's a joke um but uh yeah so that night would be very very traumatic um the sad part is, in the, like I think in my opinion, the saddest part is that he did not go to jail. He would go to a mental hospital. And as far as we, as far as I know at this point, like obviously ignoring and forgetting the very, very first time, this mm-hmm. is his second time in a mental hospital stay. Right. From the time after he broke your window, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he, this is like maybe a week or two before Christmas. And I tried to pretend like everything was okay. His mom would come the next day and stay with me. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't alone. Right. Um, And so would an old friend of both of ours. We'll call her Violet. Violet, I think, dated your brother. And Violet and I went to military school together. Fuck Violet. Fuck Violet. So God, I yes. forgot about her. Yep. She would come over the next day because she lived in the area and we were still kind of close. But uh, that night that he left, I was trying to pretend like I was OK. And I put on like my son was awake. I was trying to call. I calmed him down. He was fine. And um, we started watching some Christmas movies because Kyle had actually decorated our whole house for Christmas because mm-hmm. he didn't have a job. Right. Probably got bored. Yeah. And so I put on this Christmas sweater that I had and I took a picture of me, Chevy and my son. And that picture still pops up on my memories. Yeah. From that day. And I will I look happy and people like look at me and they're like, oh, this is such a cute picture. But little do they know what the fuck just happened. Right. Before that picture was taken. So we're going. So this this happens. He talked his way out of the mental hospital. Five days is all he stayed. Wow. Five fucking days. And his trial. So his trial had been pushed to... Again? Yep. His trial at this point had been pushed again until April is when his trial would come come to. Um, so we had Christmas. Christmas was fantastic. The day after Christmas was like a fucking nightmare. Oh, no. I remember he tore up my mom's apartment because she was at work and like threw her tree down because what I had to fuck? wake him up. Because our whole deal was if we were going to go to the area where I was from, go to see my family for Christmas, right. we had to wake up early the next day so I could get to work because right. I had to work the next day. Right. But I didn't have to work until the afternoon. So I woke him up and waking him up was a true traumatizing yeah, Every time. Every time. That is when he was his most violent. Yeah. He, it was just very, it was a very physically abusive time. And um, we ended up making it back. And this would continue, dude. This would not, it was like this all the time. It was walking on eggshells and praying to god i didn't make him mad enough Mm -hmm. to hurt me he fucked up my car actually just before christmas he had slid it into a curb he tried to fix it and fucked it up even more of course (laughs) 
Because so he doesn't after, know what the hell he's doing. Exactly. So through this. But he this, thinks he does. Yep. Yep. And his dad pretended like he could fix it and would not let me ask my dad for help. Of course. Well, yeah, they don't want, they don't want your dad to know. Exactly. Exactly. So my car would end up being on the side of the road and your brother would be the one to tow it, <laughs> which I'm sure for him was very, very satisfying. But yeah. for me, it was like, it was a nightmare. That was like your key to get away. That was, I, from then on out, I did not have freedom. I mean, right. my dad let me use his car. Right. Um, but it was our only car. And right. so I had to go to work and Kyle would use it sometimes because he would need to go to the grocery store for whatever reason. Right. And he would end up fucking that car up pretty good because he would take it out in the woods while I was working. Of course. Yep. And he scratched the paint. My stepmom was so angry. And to this day, I feel so bad about it. I'll never be able. There's no, I can't replace it. Right. And another core memory I have during this time was that we ran into your brother and his girlfriend and your baby Mm -hmm. at the grocery store. Right. I was working that day. Yep. And my brother was babysitting for me. It was scary because we were there and me and her brother's girlfriend at the time almost got into a fight. Yeah. Because she called me a bad mom because I just didn't, I I don't remember how it even started. But ultimately, like, we just both had snarky attitudes Mm -hmm. and we were, I was gonna, I was gonna fucking fight her. But (laughs) Kyle pulled me back. We walked out of the grocery store and he laid into me and was like how effing dare you do this da, 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 da. like how like that was embarrassing that was my son in there like it like was, you give a shit yeah yeah that was the first time he's seen him since he was six weeks old mm-hmm. fuck off yep and i remember that day he drove home and he was speeding just unsafe and fast in a by that walmart mm-hmm. in i think what's a 25 he was going so fast he stopped within an inch of the car in front of him oh my god he hopped a barrier because they were going to get out of the car and drove off it was so traumatizing what the fuck yeah so after uh, after this we're, we're getting ready for this trial and i have a whiteboard on my fridge i have a whiteboard red check marks for our fights when he was when he would abuse me and green so red x's for when we'd fight green check marks for when we wouldn't it got to the point did dude, he know what they were for yep because we wanted to, he wanted to try to get better through wow. the time until he would be arrested mm-hmm. there was not a single green check mark on there we're talking like 30 plus days straight wow. yep so uh, this is it is horrible there was this one night where we were hanging out with violet and her boyfriend fuck you violet fuck you violet for this especially because he cornered me and told me i was lying about everything and violet backed him up and said I've known him for a long time he would never do that despite the fact that she came to my house saw all the bruises all over my chest all the strangulation marks on my neck the big ass goose egg on my forehead right she said well people make jokes about fantasizing about that stuff and that's okay swear to god she said that they cornered me and because I just wanted to take my son and go home because I was done yeah I was done yeah so I told we ended up leaving that night thank god Mm -hmm. and I never talked to Violet again and um, I woke up early the next morning to tell my coworker that I the had happened and he heard me talking to her and he said do you want to lie and then again and then we had another incident and uh, she never called the police I think that she I don't know I think the reason if people have their reasons for not calling people get scared people are unsure if maybe it'll escalate the situation right but that was that was one of the bigger incidents that happened and then fast forward to like April of 2015 I would be at work this would end up being my very last day of work Mm -hmm. and I'm finishing up my shift and like any other day. Right. And this girl comes in. This girl. Oh, God. 
I didn't know her name at the time, but then my my job as a cashier, as the assistant manager, as, as anybody's job is to ask for their email address. Right. She tells me her email address. And when I tell you, I lost it inside. My heart sank. I'm just like, I even said her name back to her. I was like, oh, this is who you are. And she was like, oh, you know me? I was like, no, I'm not from here. You just remind me of somebody that I know where I BS something. She was one of the girls who was going to be testifying against him, who was going to testify with Larry. Because throughout this time, he convinced me that Larry was the one who did everything right I know now that that's not true right but through the time that's what I thought and I clocked out so fast she was my last customer at this store I gotta go bye and I clocked out so fast and I ran oh. out because I wanted to talk to her thank god I never found her because I don't know how it would have gone or what would happened right. or what I would have found out right but uh, she probably wouldn't be able to talk about she it probably not but I don't know what I would have said right so I ended up getting home as fast as I could. We took my son to the park. While we're there, I'm like trying to figure out how am I going to bring this up? Mm-hmm. And I tell him, I was like, dude, you'll never guess who I saw today. And I tell him who. And he's like, what? And then for some reason or another, we start arguing because he's angry because of the trial and like, days away I think it was at this point Mm -hmm. and ultimately the fight escalated we went home and escalated even worse to the point where he's being physical with me again my son is in the bedroom but this time I think my son's awake right and he ends up calling the police on himself I don't know why I don't know in what psychotic world like I don't even remember what he said it was all a blur but I remember him calling the police and I remember the police showing up he was much more cordial this time because the police officer said well she has marks on her you we have to arrest you and I'm devastated I'm like I'm not okay during this point right my poor child's not okay he's going to the window asking like where is this person like what's going on right my son at the time is like two and it was very traumatic that would be when Kyle is arrested and mm-hmm. would not be let out for three years so after this happened I had so I, I that night when I had talked to the officer he was a very nice guy I'll never forget him mm-hmm. he so Kyle was a very right-wing person at the time and so was I but a lot of it was because of him right a lot of my viewpoints that I'd had were very racist very homophobic very fucked up and uh, we had these flags up in our home that were um, don't tread on me and the Gadsden flag and the Confederate flag. Mm And the police officer pointed to both of the flags and said, well, this is why he is the way he is. You know, these really extremists, they can be like this. And I would tell him, no, those are mine. And he was dumbfounded and kind of like, what? And um, they were, they were Kyle's. Did I buy them? Yes. Right. But they were never mine. They were always Kyle's because that whole side of me, that whole viewpoint that was all Kyle. Right. Because if there was not a, a, a single disagreement. Because if you disagreed, yeah, it was. And I was so manipulated into this thought process that I was so public about it. I was the obnoxious. I mean, I was like that beforehand. I had always been a little bit more on the right wing side. And, and it just escalated and got a lot worse when I was with Kyle. Yeah. So yeah, I. Yeah, looking back at old Facebook posts, there was a lot on there. Yeah, it was bad. And you can tell, too, when when I started. Like, it, it really started when I became friends with Kyle. Mm-hmm. That's what really stirred up a lot of it. Right. So from like 2013 and on. It was just excessive. Like, I was like that in military school. Like, me and my English teacher, (laughs) shout out if you're listening, English teacher, you know who you are. We'd argue politically and stuff, but I I definitely think it was just my being naive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it just became very, very hateful because of Kyle. Right. So I would continue 
living there and then because of the domestic violence i was able to break my lease um so i decided like hey june 1st i'm out of here right which was almost a year that i'd been there anyway Mm -hmm. so i continued on my days alone it was very hard um, I, for the first time had applied for public assistance because I didn't have a job. My job at the time, my boss, knowing what just happened to me, she made me, well, she didn't, okay, obviously she didn't put a gun in my head, but she made me write down, I quit with no notice, no empathy at all. Fuck her. Seriously. The worst. And then when I was struggling with Kyle, I had mentioned to somebody else that I need, I, I was on the phone and said that I need money and she offered me money and said, don't worry about paying me back. Well, that day when I told her I couldn't come back because I had just been in this situation right she was like and I need my money back and my dumbass actually did despite the fact that she would have me work off the clock many times right to a, you're like nah this makes up for oh it. it would not have even made up a fraction of what money I she owed the company owed me right. but oh I was God. so kind of in a state of fear almost right. yeah that I just gave it to her wow so I would stay there and then I would Kyle's parents would help me move out and I would actually end up moving into Kyle's parent where Kyle's parents were staying Mm -hmm. and I would stay with them for a whole month and Kyle and I had a no contact order um, but I did petition it the first time it was denied Uh, the second time it was approved we were allowed to communicate after that we'd write letters back and forth we'd have phone calls this was while he was this is while he was in jail just in jail he hadn't been sentenced yet to go to prison but basically he was waiting on this like plea deal he took the plea deal for he would do 60 days time served and that was it no prison time and that was for the shooting so we would go to his court date in middle of july when he would be sentenced the judge basically said uh f the plea deal he actually took that plea deal and gave it to him for the domestic violence charge so all he got for abusing me was 60 days time served for the other offense i think it was unlawful use of a firearm Mm -hmm. he would be sentenced to three years prison and two years post-prison supervision which would bring it to a total of five years right that was the maximum basically Mm -hmm. and which is so crazy i feel like it should be way more it should be way more like there's so much more that went into it like there were living people in this house that he decided to literally shoot into like he could have killed someone like i don't understand yeah actually i listened to their victim impact statements and to this day I feel so guilty about ever having a victim impact statement of my own that I try to defend him because I did. And I'm so ashamed of that because those poor people. Right. Like his aunt, uh, the aunt of the house who Mm -hmm. was there, I think it was the main homeowner's sister who was staying there. Uh Just her story was so sad. She was just like she could have been hit if right. she had been in the wrong place at the wrong time all of them could have yeah but her real. i think she had gotten up at night or something mm-hmm. and so uh-huh. kyle was sentenced to prison and that next day i packed up all of my stuff into my car and i drove home and that's where i would stay for three years wow yeah it was a lot that first year of Kyle being locked up and just jail was a lot and he would be transferred to prison like maybe within the week Mm -hmm. that he was sentenced right and then he would go to big time prison and that was 2014 to 2015 pretty much almost a year exactly wow yeah so (laughs) that's part one (laughs) and let me tell you unfortunately we do have we do have more I do have a part two and possibly even a part three right because it's a lot 
Uh, okay, I have a question. Sure. But it's not, it's something that I thought about after kind of the fact, so we're going to like rewind okay, a little bit. Sure, so, no and actually, I didn't even bring it up in my story either. I just kind of literally just kind of thought about it. But there was a couple times, I think it was only one time that you were a part of it. There was a one time that you, oh, Kyle, and yes. Violet, and yep. your son. Yep came into where I work. Yeah, I remember that. That was definitely all Kyle and Violet. I okay, that's what I wanted to know. I just wanted to know how yeah. that came about. So yeah. Why? Why? Yep, exactly. <laughs> Good question. So Kyle, Violet and I, we hung out a lot together. Mm-hmm. Like we that's why I thought I could trust Violet. Right. And so we were kind of just bored and Violet was like, hey, I think Corey's working. And Kyle was like, we should go there. And I was like, yeah, we should go there. Like, I don't know. Right. And well, you didn't want to disagree. Either. No, because you can't. Yeah. There was no reason for us to go to your work. Literally not a single reason at all. Right. It wasn't even in the same town as them. Exactly. And I think part of me also wanted to show up because I think you and your friends before you had started working there had showed up at my work and there's yeah. still a little bit about me of me that wanted to kind of like that was like no f you you showed up at my work I, right. I even had to talk to you right like, you know so we were there and it was Kyle got some weird odd satisfaction out of it that he could go there and like kind of scare you and, and he did he did and it's sad and I'm so sorry that I ever went along with that because I know when you guys showed up at my work that time when you and Lacey showed up at mm-hmm. my work my anxiety was through the roof I felt like I was gonna throw up I wanted to run to the back but yeah. my, my manager didn't oh give the option. I did I did leave I went to the back I mean I didn't leave but yeah and sure. I saw you guys walked in like oh yeah I was a ghost yeah and like luckily like the people that I had worked with like there were so great and like they knew quite a bit about yeah what had happened and stuff like that right right and so I was I saw all of you guys walk in and I was a cash there so I was up front so you know I see everybody right, come in and right. stuff and in order to leave the store you have to go by the registers right in order to exit the store right yeah and so I was on that first register where if you guys were to yep. leave you'd have to go right by me yeah and so when I saw you guys I had turned around and I faced the other girls and they said they knew something was wrong immediately because the look on my face and because I immediately went pale yeah and and they're like, what's wrong? And I was like, that's him. And they knew. And they're like, go to the back, go to the break room. Right. And they, we all had, we all have walkie talkies when we were, oh, when yeah, we were yeah. working there. So everybody like they had, cause I pointed them out, yeah. pointed you guys out. So they knew Yeah. when you got, when they left, they're yeah. like, okay, like you can come back and stuff like that. And he did that again after this. And I didn't know about this time. Yeah. He came back. I'm pretty sure it was after. Cause I think that was the first time that you guys ever came. Yeah. But then he came back, I want to say twice, actually. That's psychotic. Yeah, by himself. That was the only time I was ever a part of it. Yeah. And that was too much for me. And I never went back in there. Yeah, so there was another time that he came in. And I didn't see him come in. I only saw him leave. And That's scary. Yeah. So I don't know how long he was even in the store for or anything. I just remember I was on that same first register again. And Um, I was, luckily, I was distracted. So I didn't really notice it until after yeah but I was I remember it vividly I was checking out this customer in front of me and I was talking to him because it was a guy yeah and I look in the corner of my eye 
and Kyle's walking out and he smiles at me. That's psychotic. Yeah, he smiles oh at me and he walks out. That's scary. So, yeah, and of course I'm I'm working, so I can't really like Yeah, stop and leave. I can't leave or anything. So, I finish up what I'm doing and I like gather myself really fast and I go in the break room just to like yeah, have a minute, you know. Sure. And then I do remember one other time he came in. This time he came in and one of the guys he worked out in like the outside where like the um where you like buy the feed and stuff is yeah where I work too it was like a feed store it was a different 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 feed store but yeah so we were working there and I remember I saw him come in again this time also obviously I was like absolutely not and I went back to the break room again until he had left only this time when he left he sat in the parking lot that's scary in his car Oh, my God. Until I got off work. No. Yeah. I don't think I've ever told you that. Yeah, no, I didn't know that one. Yeah. Holy I shit. I tried to forget that. But, yeah, I remember because he, yeah, he came in there and he sat down there. And one of the guys, or he was in, I think he was in your car. And uh, he sat in the parking lot until I got off work. But we had noticed him still being there. Right, right. So one of the guys went out because he was sitting there for so long. He, like, yeah. went up to the car and was like, hey, like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, just trying to, like, get him to leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, it's fine. I'm just waiting for someone. Oh, my God. Yeah. What could he have possibly fucking waited for you for? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. The guy came back, and he told me this. And immediately, I called my dad. Yeah. And I called my brother. And I shit you not, they were there within minutes. Good. And unfortunately, I think that scared him, though. Yeah. When he talked to him. Because by the time they got there, he was already gone. Good. Yeah. I mean, thank God. God. But. Yeah. No, I did not know that this even happened. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. So scary. I remember that now. I wonder if all of that is what sparked the interest for your brother and his girlfriend at the time to come to my job. Because they did. They came into my work one day. And I had told my manager, because uh, I had seen them walking by before my manager was going to leave for the day. Mm. And it was just me in the store by myself, no one else. Right. And your brother and his girlfriend walk in. And she gave me permission. And she had already called the security guard ahead of time and was like, hey, my assistant. We might have an issue. Yeah, my assistant <laughs> might call you. Right. And she told me if they walk in the door. And if, and I couldn't. Obviously, I can't just call because, you know, whatever. But if they if anything was said. Right. Then I could call security. Mm-hmm. Nothing was ever said. They walked in. His girlfriend glared at me. And I asked them if they needed any help because I. I have to. That is mm-hmm. my job. Right. She didn't say anything. They walked around and then they left. It was scary. Weird. It was scary. I didn't know about that. For me, it was terrifying because I was by myself. I was alone. There was not a single other person in that store. Right. But those two. Right. Yeah. And at the time, obviously now, no shame. Like, shout out to your brother. Like, right. no, nothing at all. Like, yeah. I know that he was just trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. And they, like, I don't know. I'm just wondering. And, and it would make sense if that sort of situation is what made that happen. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know about that. I didn't know that he, they went to the store. Yeah, that did happen once. It was Yeah, it was I didn't know that. I mean, obviously, I knew when me and Lacey, Lacey went yeah. there because obviously I was there, but... Yeah. Yeah. A lot happened in that first year. Yeah. That Kyle and I were together. It just, it feels like so much. I mean, here we are. It's already over an hour that <laughs> yeah. we've been talking about this story. I'm really excited to, to get into part two because there's still so, so much, much more, more to share. But thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you and come back. 
share, listen, share with your friends because yeah. we want them to come. Follow our Instagram too. I usually, whenever we post like an episode on the podcast, I try to do like a corresponding post on Instagram. You can see like some of our earlier text messages. You can see our first messages um, that Danny sent me on Instagram over there. So check us out and keep listening. Bye. Bye.